So you want to start a micro school or you've already started and you need to find a new location. Well, this episode is for you. Today, we are going to be addressing a question that came through our Facebook group about approaching potential facilities for your micro school or your homeschool hybrid, how to go about it, what is the best way to put yourself in front of people, and honestly, what allows you to be set apart, but also do it tactfully and professionally. This is going to be a good one for all of those interested in building and growing a micro school in a different location than where you are now. Welcome, teacher, to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. All right, everybody. I would love to ask you for a big favor. And that is before we end this year, 2023 and head into 2024, would you please take less than 30 seconds and leave us a review on Apple Podcast? Not only would you be giving me really insightful feedback, but you would also be sharing your journey with other people. And let's be totally honest with each other. We need one another and we need to know what we're gleaming from these teachings and from our community so that other people don't feel alone. So you head down, you click on the Teacher Light Your Light Shine podcast, you scroll down to the bottom, and then there you will see all of the star ratings, you will be able to read through the reviews, but you can click on write a review. It pops up, you click the stars, and then you can type as much or as little as you'd like. This could take you as little as less than 30 seconds or three minutes, whichever one you would prefer, but it would not only help me, but it would also help other people. So thank you so much in advance for doing that for me. And I will definitely be sure to give you a shout out on the podcast. Now, I'm going to start off this episode by sharing a big thank you for the people in our Facebook group that not only ask really great questions, but also provide really insightful information to those who ask questions. Now, this question came from a sweet lady in our Facebook group that wanted to know, hey, listen, I'm looking at potentially going to different churches, different facilities to start my micro school. What is is the strategy that you use or how do you do this in a way that is professional and you know just give me some pointers because it can make you feel nervous I know it made me feel nervous and I'm going to share with you very quickly how we started and how we grew out of my home 
So first off, year one, we started in my home. Year two, we were still in my home and I started looking around for different properties. We put an offer in on a home in 2021. We did not get the offer. This is when the market was going crazy. And I wrote a destination location letter, not only to the house, but I also wrote it to the neighbors in the neighborhood. Okay. Saying, I really want this house that's for sale. Could you please talk to your neighbors? I said it in a very respectful way. Like I would love to be your neighbor. Please. If you have any insight on how this property could be ours, please give me a call. Like that's how diligent I was that I wanted this property. Now, My husband and I ride our bikes past this property that was an acre and a half, and they have built this big, beautiful, beautiful, like another home in the backyard. And I'm like, gosh, that was supposed to be where our school was. But now I look at where we are now and how our school has grown. Two years later, I was so sad that we did not get that property. There were lighthouses in the house. We are lighthouse learning. There were lighthouses. I thought for sure that was going to be the house. Although there was a little, a little snag in my stomach, like, is it really the house or am I just wanting it to be the house? There was a little snag there. Not going to lie. I'm also really glad that we didn't do that because number one, we wouldn't have grown as much as what we are now. And really the truth is I really didn't want to grow, but God had a different plan. Okay. So I'm just sharing with you. I thought it was the one I wrote the letter. I met the neighbors. I sent a letter to the neighbors because this was the the time where you had to put an offer in within 24 hours. So I drove up to the property, met with, met the neighbors outside, went and scheduled a tour for my family to go look at the property. The next day I sent the destination location letter, put it in there on their front door. And I also put it on the two neighbors front doors. Seriously. I would love to be your neighbor. Basically, can you give me any insight? Can you talk to your neighbors for me? I said it in a very tactful way, a very beautiful, heartfelt way, by the way. And I also told the neighbors who had spoken to me, thank you so much for taking your time. Guys, honestly, it's all about building a network. And you're going to, you're going to see what I'm talking about in just a moment. Okay. Year three, we're putting in offers on homes again. Nothing sticking, nothing writing the destination location letter. I'm meeting with the realtors, nothing sticking. Again, really good thing that we did not get the homes that we were wanting to get. I mean, literally, I I talk to my husband all the time. I'll I'll drive past the homes that we put offers in. I'll I'll drive past the lands, the land that we were wanting like the acre, acre and a half and I'm like, "What were we thinking? This is nowhere near where we are now." Like we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have made it. Okay. Now let's go into how we started with our church. First off, the church that we are in right now was never even a church that we wrote a letter to. Okay. So just, just hear me out here. We started by me going online and looking at a whole list of all of the churches in my name, in, in our area. So we live in Longwood, Florida. I looked in Longwood, Florida. I looked in Altamont Springs. I looked in Winter Park. I looked in Lake Mary. I looked in Castleberry. I wrote down all of the names of the churches on a piece of paper with their phone number. And I picked up the phone and I called them. They were not the church that we, go, that we went to. As a matter of fact, 
my husband and I, we were not attending a church. We had started church in our home on Saturdays. So we weren't even a part of a church family. So I'm making a list of all these churches. The reason why the church that we're in right now, the reason why I did not write a letter to this church is because I knew that it was for sale. Well, how did I know it was for sale? I knew it was for sale because we used to go to this church 2018 all the way to 2020. At 2020, this church decided to go completely online pretty much and sell the building. Now, I want to put a little a little a little disclaimer that the pastor of this church, if you've seen it on Facebook, you will go to my Teacher Let Your Light Shine page. You can go to the Lighthouse Learning page. You can see pictures of the church. You can see that it has a big, beautiful, state-of-the-art kitchen. It's unbelievable. And the pastor said, do you want to do cooking classes here? You want to have a school here one day? Okay, again, this was back in 2018. I hadn't even started the school yet. So back, actually about 2017. And the pandemic hit in 2020. Remember, I didn't start the school until the middle of 2020. And this church pretty much went online. So I knew that this church was for sale. I also knew that this church didn't have a big play area. And in my mind, I'm like, we've got to have land. We've got to have a garden. We've got to have chicken. It's got to be zoned agricultural. This is what it needs to be like. Well, guys, let me just tell you, after calling all these churches, no one was biting. A lot of people didn't want to have churches in their school or they were already starting a school in their church or it was going to be outrageous, like $10,000 a month. So listen, I emailed after I'd made a phone call. I emailed as a follow-up. Thank you. And I attached a part of my introductory packet. I didn't attach everything. I attached the first couple pages of my introductory packet so they knew who I was and what our school stood for. And I also attached the destination location letter. All of that comes in the business bundle. All right. So step one, I I made a list. Step two, I called. Step three, I sent an email follow-up with my destination location letter and my introductory packet. Crickets. Now I started this back in February. Okay. Actually about end of January. January, February, March, April. We're looking for houses. We can't find a house. Now the market's like super high and we're thinking of getting land and building tiny container homes to build a little small school cottage, but you've got to have specific zoning and land for that. It's still possible. We found some places, but then it was going to lead us like 30 minutes away from our current location. We were going to lose our students potentially. Okay, so we are going through all of this. Well, I kid you not. Remember I just said, Let's go back to talking about the importance of just putting yourself out there and networking. What I did with those neighbors. Well, one of the churches that I called, there was a lady at that church who I'd spoken to, sent my introductory packet to, sent my destination location letter to. There was, she, she knew all about us. Well, another businesswoman in town who owns an after-school program, went in to pass out some flyers to their little preschool at that church. And she said, we have an after-school program. We just got a building. And the lady at the church who had spoken to me goes, hey, there's this lady that I know. She actually reached out to me and said she's looking for a place to host her school. 
would you happen to use your school from like daytime? And the, and the lady who owns the after school program said, no, you know, we don't, we pick up all the public school kids around two thirty, three o'clock and we don't use our facility from early in the morning until two 30. She's like, you should give this girl a call. The after school program coordinator called me. I went and looked at her location immediately. I was like, no, there's no place to play. It's in the middle of a strip mall. And the only other alternative good option was that it was a super pretty clean building. And we could also drive less than two minutes to a nearby park. It was a big, beautiful park. Guys, that's all I had offered to me. And actually, I didn't even, that door wasn't even open to me only because I had been knocking on other doors. So here I was knocking on other doors. And those people behind those doors at the churches actually connected me to the after-school program, okay? Now, you probably don't know the story, or maybe you do, depending on how long you've listened. A couple months ago, go back to the episode where I talked about how we flooded. There's a little bit more detail about this in that episode, but the day before school started, a pipe burst and our school flooded at that after-school program. I felt the total peace of God. I went drove home. I, they called me early in the morning, day before school started. I'm standing in a puddle of water that's streaming out of the building. I go home and I sit in my rocking chair and I pray. And I'm like, who do I call? I call my mother-in-law. She's like, Mackenzie, oh my God, you're so calm. I was like, I don't know what to do. I said, I, 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 I'm, I'm actually feeling really good about this. <laughs> Believe it or not. I said, I don't want to cancel school tomorrow. My whole family was like, just have everybody come over to your house. I'm like, okay, guys. At this point, there was 30, 32 kids. Now we're at 40 kids plus. I said, you know, I, I can't do that. I I literally cannot have all those people at my house. They're like, take them to the park. I'm like, okay, this is getting a little out of hand. I don't know what to do. And my mother-in-law said, let me call Pastor Nick. She still went to the church that I'm that we're in right now, that we used to go to. And she called Pastor Nick. Pastor Nick said, tell him to come out to the church. We come out to the church. He said, this whole church is empty. All the way until Saturday, we've got about 10, 12 people who are in the, in the, in the chairs as I'm doing an online service. He said, please be our guest. But know that if this building sells, you'll have to find a new location. We moved our stuff within a couple hours and started school. And it was rough, guys. I'm not going to lie. It was rough. We had ruined materials. We had to move to a new city. All this took place within less than 24 hours. But here we are standing here today and every single kid came with us. I share that with you to let you know, it doesn't always work out the way that we want it to work out. We thought we were going to be in a land. We thought we were going to have a home. We thought that we were going to potentially be in a church. Nobody at the, nobody, no churches were giving us an opportunity. We went to an after-school program. It flooded. Now a church opened up to us and now the church loves us being here. They're like, you've given life to these walls. This church has been for sale for three years for millions of dollars. No one has purchased it yet. And all the while, I truly believe God was holding it and preserving it for us. And I know that there is a special place for you too. You just don't see it. I didn't see it. I thought it was going to be in my backyard. I thought it was going to be on farmland. I thought it was, and then, then once it was in a place that I was like, why am I going here? It was the only option that I had. And I share that with you because I actually would have never even been in this church if I hadn't gone to the extreme youth sports after school enrichment program, and I would have never gone there 
if the church that I had called who said, no, we can't have you hadn't told that lady. And thank God she was just a stepping stone to the enrichment program that was a stepping stone to the place we are now. I share that in hopes that you will feel inspired to put yourself out there, to call the places that you need to call, to have the conversation. You know, in step one, like I said, I wrote down the names of the churches. I had to do some research. So I had to not only research the church, but I also had to understand their values, their mission, and their existing community involvement. So for an example, knowing that we predominantly serve Christian families, I knew that there may be a Jewish synagogue that would not want to host our school there or vice versa. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you that you can't try. You just have to make sure that you can connect because the church or the facility is going to be going into partnership with you, okay? So you definitely want to personalize your communication by addressing key points that align your values with theirs. And that's what I did in my phone call. And that's also what I did in the emails. So after a follow-up, after you have the first initial phone call, I believe that that's best. You want to follow up with a brief, well-crafted email that introduces yourself, your micro school, your mission, highlight the benefits of your micro school and the positive impacts that it can have at the church. And you can express your interest in exploring the possibility of renting their facility and request um, an additional meeting to meet face-to-face. So the first one was a phone call. I wanted to know who to speak to about it. I needed to know an email so I could write a really nice follow-up email. And then I offered to meet face-to-face. Now, from that point, I think it's important to also send a follow-up letter in the mail. Now, I did not get to that point because the moment that I had, by the time I had reached out to all the churches, did all of my emails while I'm also still teaching, the opportunity was presented to me to go to the facility. And that is exactly what I did. I went to the after-school facility. And so if I would have had to wait any longer, I would have written a follow-up letter. So a phone call, then an email, then a follow-up letter. If nothing is biting, then do another follow-up phone call. So you've made the initial phone call. You've made a contact. You send an email. You send a follow-up letter. You could still include your destination location letter. You could still include parts of your introductory packet. And then do another phone follow-up. It is really important to call the appropriate contact person. This adds a personal touch and allows for direct communication. So be prepared to provide more information and address any concerns they've had because you've already reached out once by phone call, then email, then letter, then another phone call. It's persistence. It is persistence. Then it's going to be very important to meet in person. So you can request an in-person meeting. And even if you're like, okay, they've, they don't seem like they're very interested in hosting us, go there for practice. You can give a little presentation if you would like, or definitely take your introductory packet. It shows your professionalism. It shows your commitment to excellence, your values, your success, your plans. It's going to be so, so critical. And then of course, You need before you go to anticipate any concerns that they may have. And so just be prepared for that. What concerns may they have about renting their facilities? And just be prepared to address these in really positive communication. And overall, 
It's all about professionalism and positivity. So always maintaining a professional tone in your communication through emails, phone calls, letters, and clearly articulate your micro school, the missions and the values and the vision. And all of that can be addressed in your introductory packet. So persistent and respectful is key here in your communication and tailoring your approach to each facility and demonstrating the positive impact that your micro school can have on the community will increase your chances of success, especially if it aligns with their mission as well. So for an example, the after school program, of course, that was going to be very advantageous for them because one, we were utilizing the space when they weren't. And two, they cater to the community through childcare. And so do we. So we were going to be able to really help one another when it came to building the business. So take all of this information and be courageous and do the thing. Make the phone call. Well, first make the list, then make the phone call, then send the email, then send the letter, then make the phone call, then have the meeting. It's so, so valuable. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teachers Lounge known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.